All right, let's welcome everybody out to a brand new episode of Let's Talk Local podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hollifield, and I want to thank everybody for for joining me uh, week after week uh, for a brand new episode as I showcase someone or something cool going on here in the state of Utah. And... um, Today on the podcast, I have a, I have a really, this, these episodes, when I talk about barbecuing are really some of my favorites. Cause I'm a, I'm a barbecue, uh, fanatic myself. Now, now Anthony, Anthony Lujan, did I pronounce that right? Right. Yeah, you Lujan, did. Lujan yep. right. From the Pitmasters podcast. He's a championship, uh, or ch- champion. How would you say that champion barbecuer? Yeah. I guess or like a, like a, like a competitor, competitor, yeah. competitor, uh, barbecuer. Yeah. Uh, before I do that, though, Anthony, I, I kind of got a little premature because I'm excited to, to introduce you and bring you into the show here. But I got to mention my show sponsor, of course, and uh, for their support, the Red Sign Real Estate Team. It's my real estate team that I'm on. So I got to plug these guys. Uh, Redsign.com is the website. You can go there if you're searching for homes uh, along the Wasatch Front. Let's say you're like, you know what? I need a little bit bigger of a space. I got an extra kid coming. Give me a call, shoot me a text, let's talk, let's see what your options are. 801-244-2908. But yeah, let's talk. I mean, I know the real estate market's a little little different these days. A little, you know, people are like, should I buy? Should I sell? Is this a good time, Chris? Well, well, let's talk. But uh, today we're going to talk about barbecuing, though, and I'm I'm excited to to talk about this. So, so where, Anthony, uh, let's jump in, man. Let's get to know each other. I want to I want to get to know you. I, I don't know you that well. Uh, where where did your love of barbecuing come from, man? Well, I think it's it comes from within almost. Yeah, you know, you think? just as just as a human, we're drawn to fire. You know, cooking meat over fire is kind of I think it's just genetically programmed into yeah. most of us. So I think that's kind of where it came from. Um, I had an uncle okay. way back in the days. You know, he was just he worked at fast food restaurants he was a professional painter you know for many years and one day i just asked him i was like hey can i flip the burgers you know and he's like yeah so i started doing he's like hey you're doing it wrong so then he sat down and showed me just how to flip a hamburger right and i was like oh grilling's fun especially if you know how to do it and so that was probably when i was about eight years old and then you know we go through junior high high school try to figure out what we're doing in life yeah you know (laughs) but then um I just went went off. I was actually a professional DJ for many years. Like at clubs yeah, uh, or, or the radio? No, or? I was actually for um, most of your West Coast okay. pop artists. So oh, I, wow. So I was in the Northwest, and so I, I opened for a lot of major hip-hop groups up there in the Northwest. Um, kind of, I guess, the show warmer, you know, the opening DJ sure. to kind of get the crowd going. Yeah. That's what I did. And then um always enjoyed... Um, grilling and smoking and everything like that and did it just you know just here and there at that time we didn't have youtube that was showing us how to barbecue you know people were keeping secrets in their back pocket they you were going to the anything. library man yeah you're open to the library <laughs> exactly books, yeah man. you're asking questions you're asking the old timers they're doing oh i'm not gonna tell you you know it's kind of yeah. one of those weird eras um but then um there was a show that came out the barbecue pitmasters Okay. This was huge. I'm not familiar with that show. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's with some maybe of the, I am. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it came out early 2000s. Okay. Okay. Um, it was competition barbecue. They literally followed these six, seven pitmasters around to different competitions, 
and every and I was locked in and I was like, I want to learn how to do that. You know, it's really to, cool for competitions and but stuff. just no, just to learn how to understand the process on how to cook good barbecue. You know, okay. Um, so I kind of watched that show, did some stuff in my in the in the backyard, and then I moved. eventually moved back from uh, Spokane back to Salt Lake. I left to Spokane for about three years. Is Salt Lake like? Were you yeah. born and raised here then? Or, yeah, or, okay. I was born and raised. Yeah, I was. Uh, I did, grew up a lot in the Glendale area. Okay, but 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 yeah. you moved away to Spokane and yeah. to Washington. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I moved away for about three years. Came back. Gotcha. And then so literally the 2015, I think that's about when it was. Sure. Um, went to R and R, the original one with uh, when they were good. When they were good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they, it was 600 South there, the first yeah. Stop, location there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I went in there. Um, wanted to check it out, and I look up on the wall. Hey, these guys are teaching a class for a hundred bucks. No way. How to do competition barbecue? I was like, cool. All right. I go and pay my hundred bucks. Go in, and I was blown away how much competition barbecue was from where I was. I was like, I'm not like even, your knowledge. Yeah, my knowledge. I was like, this is a completely different level. You know, elementary to college in an hour. <laughs> okay. Just how much different it was. So. I learned learned competition barbecue. Um, they taught us chicken and ribs, so I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna go and practice them." Well, about six months later, there was a backyard competition at the local barbecue pit stop. So I was like, "I'm gonna go give that a shot." Well, it's kind of one of those things, you know. You, first time you go fishing, you catch a fish, you're hooked, right? You go, you go run running the 5k and you do really well and you're kind of you're like what's going on it's first time experiences like that great adrenaline. Yeah, the adrenaline yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i do this competition and i get some calls and win some trophies i was like oh i guess i can do this so then the snowball just at the top of the mountain just started rolling down the hill hook line sinker i was like i want to do competition barbecue as much as i possibly can so i did backyard competitions probably about four or five of them and i was like i'm gonna go try to go pro so there's a backyard division and a pro division. Once you go pro, you can't go back to go to backyard anymore. Okay. You, we might yeah. have to explain that yeah. a little bit here when you, when you get a minute to explain yeah. what, what backyard and what pro means. So like, backyard competitions are chicken and ribs. That's it. Um, so it's really just the meat that you're doing. Yeah. Not literally in, yeah. in like a backyard. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. It's just a, I guess a division and just the meat, com- okay. meat, meat of the competition. Yep. So then when you go pro, you do chicken ribs, pork and brisket. So you get four meats. It's more of a longer experience. Backyard competitions, you're rolling at 6 a.m., you're gone. So you can't do a brisket if you're a backyard. Yeah. 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 They don't do those. Yeah. All right. Well, brisket's my favorite. So, 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 um, yeah, backyard competitions, you roll in at 6 a.m., and they're usually packed up and gone home by 5. Okay. Pro division, you roll in at 5 p.m. Friday, Friday afternoon. And then you're going home around 6 p.m. Saturday morning or Saturday evening. Okay. Because you're getting there. You're setting up. You're trimming meats. You're getting your meat inspected. Um, seasoning, just doing whatever you have to do. Most people start their fires around midnight, 1 o'clock, and then start their cooking for the next day. So it's, there's a lot more into the pro division. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go pro. Went out there. Got smacked around a little bit. <laughs> I didn't take class, but I didn't do great. So I was like, okay, I got to keep going. So I started going, cooking more, probably once every two months or so. This is when this is pre-COVID when we could all get together. Uh, <laughs> so there's more competitions in the valley. Okay. So I started getting 
started to get the ball rolling, started learning, started understanding um, barbecue, and then I started. Then I won the grand championship. Grand champions when you um, they take your average score of your chicken, ribs, brisket, and pork, and add all the points together. And if you're at the top, you're grand champion, then so on and so forth down there. So I won my first grand championship. So I was like, awesome. And when was this? When did you? Oh, that was probably 2017, 2018. Okay. Right around there. And then once again, um, went through the 2018 season, um, was doing pretty good, you know, getting calls, winning first, second in each category, but not quite getting to the okay. grand championship. Then 2018, I won my second grand championship up in Layton, um, which is, was awesome. But unfortunately it didn't have enough teams to qualify for some invitational events like the Kansas city, American Royal, the Jack Daniels. You have to have so many teams to, um, attend the event to make it a qualifier to go to compete on this, on the world side of stuff. Okay. But so that's still today, this to, to the, to this day, I'm still kind of chasing that ind- individual or invitational invite to the, um, Jack Daniels, which is held in Tennessee once a year. So somebody has to invite you. So they yeah. even have to be aware of you though. Yep. Like- so you have to win, uh, a sanctioned event to even have qualify. So to win a sanctioned event. So what they do is it's Utah only has two sanctioned events, actually one uh, now because COVID kind of killed the barbecue, um, competition scene for a while. It's starting to come back online again. Um, but we only have one. So if you win that one, you're an automatic draw into the qualifier of the Jack Daniels. Um, but if you're in other, other, uh, states kind of like in the Midwest, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, all those places like that, they have multiple events, and so what they do is, okay, we need to take somebody from Kentucky and say, like, they have six or seven different winners, grand champions. Then what they do is um, they do a bung draw, and whiskey people know what the bung is. The bung is the cork inside the whiskey barrel. Okay. So they actually put your name on there, put it in kind of like a bingo thing and draw one out. And that's the person who gets to go and represent Kentucky. So then they do one out. at So luck is luck. Yeah, luck. luck. Yeah, exactly. So then that's how they do it for all the 50 states. And then they do it on a world level as well, too. So they'll get other people from other countries in the same thing. And then you go to Jack Daniels and have the opportunity to cook to be a world champion there. That's one thing I'm chasing. That's one thing I want. So in January, I'm heading to Arizona to start off the 2024 barbecue season and see if we can get me get a chance to go down there with my team. So, so tell me, okay, so you're the first competition. Well, I had Rusty Monson. You, you're yeah. familiar with Rusty. Yeah, he's my co-host. He, he, he does yep. a co-host with Pitmasters podcast, which Correct. I want to get yep. into here shortly. Yep. I had him on, um, gosh, has it been a couple of months now? That about, I had, about that, but, yeah. but I had him on the show. We talked a little bit about it, but I want to maybe even dive a little deeper with you, man. Okay. So how does this, you know, I'm, I mean, obviously I barbecue and I, I've smoked meats and, and, um, you know, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Not as familiar as you are, <laughs> but unfamiliar with the, with the, you know, the competition scene. Right. And I'm sure most of my listeners are very unfamiliar as well. How does, so is it like in a, in a big, and I might've asked Rusty this too, and I apologize if it's the same question, but. Like at a competition, are you all just like in a big field uh, outside or, or is it like all in one area that you're, you got all these smokers out or how does that work? Man? Yeah. Like usually it's the picture a little bit. It's, it's cooking meat in a parking lot. That's what we say. Okay. So, um, 
Here in Utah, one of the big guys that holds the competitions, um, Jesse Johnson from Pitmaster Supply Company. Yeah. He um, he's he's tied in with local dealerships. He, you you probably heard his voice on the radio doing uh, car ads. Probably, yeah. Um, but he will network with the car dealerships. They go and clear out a parking lot, and then everybody gets a. 10 by 20 spot in these. So you'll spots. do it like yeah. right at the Toyota dealership yeah, exactly. or something? Yeah. Like, like yeah. something like that? Exactly. Yep. Because they're a sponsor. They kick in and help sure. pay for, for all that too. And then um, most of us don't cook on our own um, because it's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of money. So we have a team. I have um, the Chris's, um, Christine and Chris Dunyon, which are my, they're my, uh, they're on your, they're team. on my team. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Christina, she does the chicken. Chris does the ribs. We all kind of chip in on the uh, pork shoulder on how we want to do that, and then I'm the brisket guy. What do you mean by like they bring it, or they're, yeah, they're they actually responsible? Yeah, they're responsible of, sm- of smoking yep. that particular. Yep. Meat. They're responsible from raw to the box. So you ever get nervous? Like, man, they're going to screw that meat up, man. You're well, like, no, honestly, <laughs> they're going to they're going to make us lose. Or something. No, you know we're a team. We we win with a team and loses a team, you know? Um, okay. But we're, we have a, a slogan. Um, I have a group of friends that are here in Utah through the competition barbecue. We have a thing called Buzz Crew Barbecue. It's, you know, we have some cocktails, enjoy ourselves, and we just have a little group called Buzz Crew's Barbecue. And our slogan is, um, you know, just cook better. If you lose that day, guess what? Just cook better. <laughs> it's okay. that simple. Um, so as the team, we tell each other that all the time. Just cook better. Um, that's all we can do is just cook better. So, okay. So back to the competition. So you do it in a parking lot. Yep. It, it usually, I mean, when you smoke meats, I mean, obviously, you know, 18, 20 hours. Depends. Yeah. Smoking. It, it, uh, no, it's usually competition is not quite that long um, okay. because we're reducing. I'm taking a 20 pound biscuit and maybe getting it down to seven, eight pounds. I'm trimming it that far because I'm really only focused on six pieces of brisket. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a 20 pound brisket and f- just worry about six individual slices that are going in the box. Cause it's, is a- that just because that's, what's going to be judged. In? Yep. Is exactly. That- okay. It's a one bite challenge. The judge is okay. going to take one bite and that's all you have to shine. So we're trimming everything down pork. We're what tri- are you doing with all that extra meat, man? Um, lot, lot of, lot of times I'll, uh, I'll freeze it. Okay, you're uh, not throwing it away. I'm not throwing yeah, away. I was yeah, say, man, that's yeah, good nope. meat. Man. Yep. And then if I we do cook it, we'll give it to friends because a lot of us don't like to eat barbecue all the time because that's what we do all the time. So how do you sick of barbecue <laughs> though, man? Yeah, that's what you say, you know, until you do it for as long as we have been, you know, oh, if like, only uh, you knew, buddy, if <laughs> only you knew. So, but yeah, we, we're not cooking for those long good times. Like my brisket takes six hours okay, because it's so trimmed down and I'm the temperature I'm running at. So, um, so yeah, the, the time is a lot shorter and we have target windows. We have 30 minute windows for each meet. It starts at noon, 1230, one, one thirty, and then we're done. So well, I mean, well, the point that what what I wanted to lead lead into though was, yeah. do people ever screw with other people's barbecue? I no, because what I was gonna <laughs> wondering is like, do you have to guard your 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 smoker? No, because uh, if I mean in that length of time, right? Maybe you're taking a nap. taking a nap and stuff like that. You know, actually, no, we're actually we're we're all competitors. We're all competing against each other, but we're also great friends in the. In, 
everybody who shows up. So, so you're hanging out and you're hanging you, out, you, having a good friend, time. You, you know who each other is, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's one time I was walking to the restroom. I, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, three 30 in the morning. I was walking to the restroom, come back. And I noticed somebody's triggers blinking like out of pellets. And I was like, dude, went and knocked on his trailer. Hey, you're out of pellets. Oh, thanks. You know, you know, I'm not, I want to beat the best. You know, I want to compete against the best. I don't want to be like, oh, you don't want to be a dirty yeah, guy. You yeah. don't want to so like, and so like, lost like, because yeah. I seen he was out of pellets or in his like, ah. Yeah, no, I was like, no, go fill it up. Let's compete. Yeah, you know, I got you. Yeah. So good and karma, then, man. Yep. And then we all sit around, we'll hang out, you know, give each other a hard time. But by the end of the day, we're, we're still all friends. It's a good, it's a great community to be a part of. Dude. Okay. I secretly want to get into this. Like, right. I seriously want to get into competition barbecue. I mean, is that, am I crazy for thinking that, man? No. Like, like, like is it one of those things like, oh, Chris, you don't know what you want to get into here. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, but to, I mean, how, how would I get into it, man? Like, like, where do I even start? Um, we have like, uh, the local barbecue st- supply stores, barbecue pit stop, pit, pit master supply company. Isn't there one on like 1300 South in Salt Lake there? Yeah. Like, they, they uh, actually, they moved out towards uh, fashion place mall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 No, no, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, you can follow them. Um, there's actually Facebook. You can just type in competition barbecue and there's Facebook groups, um, Utah barbecue community. There's, there's a lot of barbecue related groups out there on Facebook and that's where we mostly will post competitions. Um, so like would somebody post that they're looking for a team then or um, something like that? Like how would you start a team? You'd have to like, or, or do you have yeah. to find friends? And yeah. Stuff yeah like? Usually it's usually your friends that you hang okay. out with. Um, and I, we always recommend people starting in backyard ribs and chicken. Um, ribs you only chicken. need one grill to do both. Uh, and just some time and just honestly, what we always say is take a class. There's always somebody teaching a class somewhere. Um, probably once every six months here in Utah to, Learn how to do it because that'll that'll put you on the right track. On learn it. how to do competition yeah, barbecue exactly, um, and then that way you can kind of already go in, kind of knowing what to expect, what to do, understand your process. But really, just a grill, some ribs, and some chicken, and go out there and do it. There's there's nothing that you're gonna lose except for gaining a bunch of friends and be a part of a community that's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds awesome to yeah, me, man. Like, exactly. Uh, yeah, we, we we say it all the time. Every every other house in Utah has a Traeger in the backyard. Why aren't these guys competing just to have fun and get out? You know, it's it's good time to everybody likes good food, and that's that's the benefit of this is you get yeah. good food. <laughs> well, um, have you ever eaten at the Holy Grill Barbecue? No, that's familiar? one. Not that I have not visited okay, yet. Because that's so my brother and his wife own it. Okay. And uh, I occasionally will go in there and help out uh, a, a few evenings a week sometimes, okay. you know, like maybe one or two. E- anyway, so, I mean, I get to help out with, you know, trimming yeah. the meats and getting yeah. the meats ready in the smoker. Because yeah. if I go in there in the evening time, that's that's usually where they need the help with, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I, I've, uh, I, gosh, I, I've been helping out there for a few years now. And I have I have the time of my life there, man. It's so much fun. And it's funny how you say you get sick of barbecue, but it's like I I just don't know how you get sick of that, man. Like like it's just so delicious. Yeah, you know? I, I enjoy it, but it's just kind of like, oh. yeah, yeah. But. So, uh, I you know I'm I'm somewhat familiar, and then and then home smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but t- tell me about your setup, man. How does that work? Because like you obviously have to have a somewhat portable setup. Yeah. So I've kind of went through this whole 
um, you know, starting and having to buy my own stuff, getting to a sponsorship level. And then now I don't want nothing to do with sponsors, <laughs> well, okay. um, you know, so we'll have to maybe revisit that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about it right now. So when I first started, I bought my own equipment. I started off with a char griller that you can get from any Walmart. Um, it's an offset smoker, which is great. They're $120, but you're going to burn a lot of fuel. Um, they're not really stable. But they're they're a good start. They're a good starter. Yeah. So then that's what I did. And then I was actually um, became an affiliate with Traeger. So I cooked on Traeger. I competed on Traeger. Um, but then they kind of they kind of just eliminated a lot of their affiliates and weren't weren't really sponsoring anybody anymore because once you go public, um, you got to kind of think about your dollars and where your investors are going. Right. So obviously the affiliates are going to be one of the first people that are going to kind of, um, we're going to release those and then, um, and all that. So I was with Traeger. I still love them. I still cook on them that I have no, nothing wrong with Traeger, but then, um, I used to get barbecue rubs and sauces and all these sponsors, but then I realized I'm traveling to bullhead city, Laughlin I'm paying my own gas. I'm paying a hotel. I'm paying $200 for a brisket. I'm paying all this money. I was like, and I'm giving all these people free promotion. And now I'm not really getting anything out of it. I get some uh, sauces and rub. I what 40 bucks, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I'm like, okay, erase it. I'm not going to sponsor, get sponsored by anybody unless if I really truly believe in the company and they take care of me and support me. And so I only have a couple select sponsors that I, that I work with. Um, okay. Cause they take care of me and they, they, sh- they show me support on the back end, even though um, they're not out there saying, Hey, go follow Anthony or whatever. They're actually just showing me some back end support, which helps with my fa- financial runs and competition barbecues. So, okay. But yeah, um, I totally just went off a tangent. Where were we heading with this? <laughs> uh, your setup or <laughs> yeah, something. My setup. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. So now I, um, I got away from the pellet grills um, and I cook on uh we call it UDS ugly drum smoker. What it is, is it's a stand up 55 gallon drum, um, extremely modified, um, has a charcoal basket in the, in the, on the bottom. And then an airport air tube that goes in there to feed the fire. Then everything comes up fast. So I cook a brisket. So you like did made it yourself basically. Um, no, it was a local company. They're not, they're not in production anymore. Um, because due to some health reason, they had to shut it down. Okay. But, um, it's 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 a drum smoker yeah it's it's not like what you see out in the industrial yard with you know the ripples going up the 55 <laughs> yeah it's it's a straight tube um really clean really sleek okay um, and i usually run that thing i'm cooking it at about 300 325 degrees people are like well you're not smoking at that temperature no you i am i'm getting great smoke on it great cooking i'm just trying to expedite my cooking time why stay up from midnight all the way until 5 p.m. the next night when I can actually get some sleep in, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm cooking over charcoal. Um, so are my teammates. They're using drum smokers as well. Um, so drum smokers is kind of. So you each have your own smoker. We each have our own smoker. Yep. So in the drum smokers, they're super light. I think my drum's 50 pounds, 60 pounds. Okay. So we can load them up in a small trailer on the back of a truck and be gone. So, um, that's true. So when you go do competition barbecue in another state, you can't fly there. You got to drive, yeah, got to drive. Yeah. Because you got to take everything. With exactly. You. Yep. Wow. Yep. Either that or 
everybody chips in to have so and so drive something yeah, there, something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Buy a but, new smoker in yeah. Kentucky or something. Yeah, but I do state competitions as well too, and those are really cool too because that is the scenario in state in the state competition world. I could call up one of my buddies back east and say, "Hey, I'm coming out. I need a table, a smoke, a small grill." And a canopy, and that's all I need, you know. Okay. So it's, that's that's way way easier than actually like a f- actual barbecue competition. So, so you steak competition, yeah. you do, And you actually made a note of that that you're going to like worlds or something. Wor- yeah. What is that? What is that all about? Man? So, World, um, like, <clears throat> is that what it's called? Worlds? Yeah. So it's actually this World Steak Champ Steak Championships. So um, we have local events okay. um, throughout the. Everywhere in the world, actually, we just opened up Mexico this season, um, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Italy. All these places have these are part of it's the SCA, the State Cooking Association. So we all pay them due to this to be able to cook in these events. Um, so the way you get to qualify for the World Championships is you have to win first place, and then you win a golden ticket. Your golden ticket is your invite to the World State Championships. Okay. So last year, um, I was able to attend the World State Championships. 100 to 480 cooks showed up. Um, that's worldwide. We're talking Germany, Tokyo, or not Tokyo, Japan, um, Italy, Australia, New Zealand, just pretty much wherever they could come from. They were, they, we all show up in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. 480 competitors. First day, they're going to chop that field to 90 people. So everybody cooks a steak. We turn it in. They judge. We all go um, into the auditorium. They give you a ticket, a raffle ticket with a number on it, and then that's how they identify your steak because they stick that raffle ticket to the top of the box. You get called out there. That means you made it to the qualifying rounds of 90. So last year I was able to get to the qualifying round of 90, and then the next day you get to do it all over again, <laughs> cook another steak. And then they take the, they take the top 20 to, and then you get to come up stage, say your name. And then, I'll, and if you win first place, $10,000 last year, I landed at 22nd. So I took 22nd in the world in cooking steaks. Wow. So it was really cool. That's um, legit, man. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. I love a good steak, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good steak, man? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead back in March again and give it another go and see if we can be do better than 22nd. And, and where, where did you say it's at? It's where? in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Well, yeah. hey, that's like the perfect place to have it, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, dude, that's really cool, man. Like, uh, wow. I feel like I'm in like yeah. the uh, the presence of, uh, of a celebrity here, you uh, know? <laughs> What's your favorite meat to smoke, man? Like, I mean, we talked about like chicken and brisket and steaks and, and all this. What's Honestly, your favorite? I'm a fan of turkey. Really? Yeah. What, tur- like a whole turkey or yeah, what? Like, tur- like, like a turkey breast, a whole turkey. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like, just like it's for just, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Man. Just cause it's mellow, you know, it's not okay. aggressive. It's really good. Um, whenever I visit a barbecue restaurant, that's the first thing I look for is their turkey on their menu. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Just because, because I've had so many of of the others, you know, I've had so many, so much brisket, I've had so much pork, but yeah, smoked turkey is my jam. That's what I go for. Um, but I really enjoy cooking brisket. That's why I'm the brisket guy. Um, honestly, anything, anything on the grill is is good. Last last night for a party, I did these um, onion rings stuffed with sausage wrapped in bacon, and then smoked them, and then finished them off with the barbecue sauce. They came out great. That sounds good. <laughs> Dude, yeah. do people like? Are you just kind of uh, like when you show up at someone's house and they're barbecuing? Like people are like, all right, 
Anthony's over on the grill. Like you're just automatically the barbecue guy now, yeah. right? Like you, you get stuck doing the grill stuff. Honestly, um, I kind of wiggle my way into it. Okay, so you want it? Yeah, I'm you, like, you're like, okay, I I'm like, enjoy it. What's going on over there? What, what are we grilling? You know, you know, yeah. just kind of just go over there and grab a drink and hang out with whoever's grill it is. And do people get, get, get nervous under- around oh, you though? It's like really intimidated? Weird. They're like, oh gosh, it's you're, you're going to judge yeah, me here, man. People really are, and I'm like, you know, honestly. Good food is good food. It's that yeah. simple. I'm not there to judge anybody and tell you, oh, I could have done better. No, I'm there to eat and enjoy myself. Um, I never knock anybody's barbecue. Um, people are always saying that, oh, my barbecue's probably not as good as yours. Like, for one, did your family enjoy it? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Well, it's great barbecue then. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoyed it, so we're not going any farther than that. It's just good food's good food. It's that simple. Yeah. No, you, you make a valid point. Uh, and sometimes it's like at a party, I know what, how it is for me. Like I like to go over to the grill anyways. Cause it's like, it, yeah. it, uh, you know, kind of takes away that awkward, just standing around, gives you something to do. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about your podcast. though, the pit masters podcast. Yeah. Uh, which I believe that's how you and I got connected. Probably. Yeah. I would imagine yeah, through, the, through the years, uh, we've been connected, uh, You've been doing it for quite a while, haven't you? How long have you been doing the? Yeah, we're going into our fifth season. So, so, so for yeah, so a decent amount. So you like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you do it with Rusty Monson. Yep. Who uh, Salt City Barbecue, which oh my gosh, great barbecue. Yep. Um, which which go back uh, a handful of episodes ago. Go listen to that episode. How how did you get connected with Rusty? Honestly, um, through his barbecue? No, through competition barbecue. He showed up to a competition one day and. We kind of ended up talking and hanging out. Yeah. And then literally, I was like, Rusty's a cool dude. Um, I literally called him. I was like, hey, dude, I was thinking about starting a barbecue podcast. You in? He's like, hell yeah. And it was just, it was that simple. Yeah. He didn't I, even I called him up him. and just said, you want to start a podcast? He's like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. You didn't even know him that well. They didn't even know him that well. No. So um, it's actually really good. We're kind of like oil and water with the podcast. Okay. He doesn't, I don't like the food he enjoys. He doesn't like the food I enjoy. Um, we just talk a lot of shit to each other. It's just a free flowing yeah. podcast where we just, we just kind of talk trash about each other, but we have one similar interest. We want to know about our guest and um, how their barbecue career and path that they've taken as well. So um, it's, it's a great free flowing f- podcast. We have a great time doing it and it's, it's awesome. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're right there probably in the top three to five in our category. For podcasts, so okay. barbecue podcasts, so 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 for people listening, obviously, yeah. however you're listening to this show, that's you know in the podcast world, it's like it's pretty easy because it's like, well, yeah. however you found this podcast, you don't <laughs> exactly. need to explain it very yeah. much, you know, you just like go go search for Pitmasters podcast if you're into barbecuing. What I mean, what would people expect from it? So so you 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 typically bring somebody in and interview them, yeah, talk about them, whatever they're doing, something in the barbecue world, right? Yep, Whether exactly. it's it's. Uh, I mean, I would imagine you've had com- com- competitors and you've had yeah, we, not, or comp- competitors, co- competition barbecuers, uh, yeah, we've sauce had, people, yeah, whatever. We've had, right? we've had barbecue mean, sauce companies and we've had rubs, um, yeah. restaurant owners, um, competitors, backyard people who just enjoy cooking food in their backyard, yeah. for, you know, or um, got your influencers as well on there too, you know, the people that just um, cook for social media. Um, we have, we literally have everybody on there. We've had anybody from, to somebody that's just super local that maybe only has a hundred, 150 followers on their Instagram, but something caught us to want to interview them and ask 
about their their cooking style and then we've always had we've had up to Tuffy Stone, seven-time world champion. Um, you know, Malcolm Reed, he has his own podcast. Um, but we just we want to if if it's live fire cooking, that's kind of what we're going for. We want to just talk to people like that. At our, our first two seasons, if you want to start from episode 1, um our first two seasons is very barbecue competition oriented. We only talk to competitors, but as season three comes around and our past season, we're starting to open up to different kinds of cooking and any live fire cooking. So that's where we're heading is, um, what made you decide to change a little bit, just kind of broaden um, your horizons or, I mean, cause you're not running out of people to probably talk right. to, right? It's, it has like, nothing to do with that. It's just, we decided barbecue is just not just competition barbecue. Our podcast is the pit masters podcast. Um, if you're watching over fire and you're cooking over live fire, you're a pit master. Um, that's what I say to people all the time. But you know, what's really weird is I'm not a pit master. I don't call myself a pit master. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of, has this weird pull on it. But if you're, if you're watching over fire and cooking over fire, we want to talk to you. That's kind of what the podcast goes to. I never call myself a pit masters because the word masters means you've conquered it. Right. Um, I I feel like I've never conquered barbecue. I'm thinking I'm always going to learn until I'm an old man. <laughs> it's kind of true though with yeah. everything, right? Yeah, We're always right. learning exactly. with everything we yeah. do. So yeah, so I mean, and you then, lo- you love doing the podcast, right? Oh, I love doing the podcast. It's so it's so much fun. We've kind of we've kind of we were doing weekly. Uh, we've went down to biweekly just because once my co-host Rust, rusty he has his own food truck he's an independent rest- owner you know so he's doing everything on his own so we went to every- bi-weekly just to loosen up his schedule a little bit so he can concentrate on growing his business but yeah people people uh listening they don't they don't realize the it's a lot of work to yeah. do these podcast yeah, episodes yeah. man like yeah. and uh you know they just think oh you know like the weeks that i don't show up right like yeah. i feel so bad right but it's like you know, sometimes life gets in the way, man. Yeah. Sometimes things happen and some, and a lot of times these podcasts are labors of love, right? Like we're not making money. We're not Joe Rogan here making millions of dollars. Right. I mean, has the podcast helped you out at all with like the competition barbecuing at all, or has it opened up any doors for you? Yeah, it actually has. Um, we bring our guests in for one for the listener, yeah, but mostly for ourselves. Well, sure, man. That's We're, we we want to get these, tips right? from these pros, right? So we, yeah. I've learned so much from our guests to help contribute to my barbecue um, in the competition world. I've learned so many different techniques how to try something different. You know, um, it's it's we we literally bring them in to learn from them. Well, it's a lot easier to call somebody up and say, "Hey, come talk to me about a pot or on my podcast." Versus like, hey, just talk to me on the phone. People are like, well, I'm not going to, you know, why would I yeah. just talk to you for an hour on the phone? But if you say, hey, let's talk on the microphone for an hour, yeah. people are going to do it. Exactly. I mean, that's secretly why I brought you in here, man, because I wanted to learn how to <laughs> yeah, get into it, I get it. It's you know good. what I yeah, mean? Like, I don't sure. really want, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. No, it is interesting, uh, the doors. Now, so so uh, Rusty, like he does his food truck, right? He's yeah. got his... I mean, do you have a, do you, is your day job at all in barbecuing? Yes, you, it is. <laughs> oh, so it is. Yes. I mean, do, you, do you care to talk about that a yes, little bit? Yes. So what, what do um, you do, man? So when it comes to barbecue, um, people always say, how long does it take? Sure. You're like 16, 20 hour smoke. You mentioned that already. Yeah. When it comes to barbecue, 
temperatures everything. Yeah, sure, man. So I'm actually work for a thermodynamics company called Thermoworks here. I am I'm very, the, very familiar yeah, with Thermoworks. Yeah. I'm their barbecue specialist. And we use their thermometers at the exactly, grill. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. because temperatures everything. Um, yeah. So I, um, for one, I was a firm believer in Thermoworks before I even went, worked with them. I trusted their brand um, to in my in my cart competition arsenal. So the opportunity came about to, they were looking for a barbecue specialist um, position to. <laughs> so you're like, hello. Yeah, I'm like, so yeah, I've, I applied, I got the position, had to go through. I, it wasn't just like your normal job interview. Um, I went through. You had to bring a brisket in. Yeah, right? No, I had, I had to go through <laughs> all these interviews. I had went through five interviews all the way up to the CEO um, to, they literally asked me about my barbecue experience. You know, no and, kidding. Yeah, so it wasn't just like we're gonna bring in a random guy. They they selected who they wanted, and it happened to be me. So yeah, um, so I literally talked to our customers. I place orders. You can you can call ThermoWorks, and there's a good chance that you might be able to just talk to me about placing an order. Yeah, but so they're a Utah company. They're a Utah based company, American Fork. So, um, but my position there's. It's customer care to help the customers um, get the right tools for whatever they're cooking. So it's not just barbecue. It's for restaurants, at-home cooking, anything like that. But the reason why they have me is in there is because, hey, there's people out here that are wanting to learn barbecue that with, and use our tools. So if a customer calls in, hey, I'm really struggling on cooking this brisket, they're going to transfer them over to me, and I'm going to get sure that they have the right tools, go walk through the process, give them a great experience on how to successfully cook something over the grill. Dude, how awesome is that? <laughs> right? dude? Like, seriously, yeah. you're getting paid yeah. to talk about things that you love already. Exactly. Like, how many people go to their crappy day jobs right. and they hate it? Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, I hate going to work. <laughs> but it's like, you get to go to work and talk yeah. about... Yeah. Barbecue and brisket or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Turkey, chicken, whatever. Yeah. Dude, that is awesome. It's fun. It's 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 a fun job. It's once again, we all have a job where we have bad days like oh, oh sure. I'm Jesus, sure you hate it. Yeah, I'm sure you hate there's, some there's, days, there's right? rough days, but yeah, but it's actually when I look when you sit back and talk like, dude, I have a sweet job. I gotta talk to people about cooking, how to make their cooking life better. You know, somebody's struggling with our equipment and don't know how to do it, just training them properly how to do it and set them up for success. It's it has its rewards for sure. So do you think so did competition that did help you? Oh, yeah. So that helped you. Did yep. you did your podcast help yep. you? At all like, so yeah. it all just kind of helped you get in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I think just having that experience definitely helped. Yeah. And then um having the podcast has opened some cool opportunities, you know, it's um, gone to some really cool events, being able to attend some yeah. cool events, got to meet some really cool people. Um, so it's, it's definitely opened well, a lot of those doors. A lot of times people don't realize that with podcasts, right? Like I, I've mm -hmm. talked to friends or people that I've coached with uh, podcasting and uh, you know, they'll be like, Oh Chris, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not getting a lot of downloads. I'm not, you know, I'm, this isn't as successful as I thought, or I'm not getting a sponsor. Or I'm mm -hmm. not, and it's like, well, let, let's talk about what has happened here. Yeah. Like, like, ha have you gotten any interesting opportunities or doors or connections or friends, right? Yeah. Like, 
I mean, even look at your friendship with Rusty, right? Like, I know yeah. you guys talked about, like, oh, you guys butt heads. And, like, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure it's still yeah, cool, it's man. It's so like, fun, yeah. You, 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 I mean, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I, lo- so I love Rusty. The, the fact yeah. that you got to, like, I mean, the podcast virtually brought you together. How yeah. awesome is that? Right, yeah, it's really cool. And then it's even cooler when, like, I'm at work. Yeah. I pick up the phone and somebody's talking to me about ordering a Thermopen and they heard about it from the podcast. I had one customer call. Yeah, I, I listened to this podcast called the Pitmasters Podcast, <laughs> and I was like, "That's awesome." Well, you're talking to to me from the podcast. What you know? It's, yeah. it's really cool to you know hear that, and then even going through like the reviews on our website to see. Yeah. Hey, look, I've heard about it from the podcast. It's kind of cool how the podcast can influence other people to get into great products. Um, I've met some really cool people. I've met a lot of cool people. But there's only been one person I fanboyed in my barbecue career. Who is that? It was Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. I met him at a Traeger event. Baseball yeah, guy, ba- right? Yeah, I was like, that's the kid. I. So was yeah. he smoking? Was well, he like? Yeah, was he, he on a team or well, something? He's, I, he works with Traeger. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay, okay I didn't so, know that. Yeah, he, I'm not sure exactly what he does with Traeger, but he's part of the Traeger event. And he was there, and I was like, I'm like, move out of the way, Zach Wilson, because he was there too. Yeah. And I'm like, the kid's here. <laughs> So did you have to sign a baseball or anything, man? You know, that day I was happy to, because I'm a sneakers guy. Okay. yeah, I'm And I kind of knew that he, there's a possibility he could be there. So I wore my Ken Griffey Jr. sneakers. Air there Mac you 90s, go. So I actually had him sign my shoes. There you go. And you probably aren't wearing those <laughs> no, anymore. No, they're, they're right? up. They're, yeah. They got there all clean. Dude, that is up. sick, yeah. man. That so, is, yeah. dude, that, dude, that is awesome. Man. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. Well, I mean, Traeger's a Utah company, right? Too. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if, does he live in Utah or something? Yeah. Maybe, no, to, you know, chat with him on the podcast. Yeah, no, going to, the, going to the Traeger events are, were really cool events. Yeah. Um, I sat there and I got this tattoo on my arm with Nick Romando just as far as away from you by getting a Traeger tattoo at the same time. How cool is that, right? Getting uh, tattooed next to Nick Romando at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a world star MVP goalkeeper. Yeah. And then I get. Got to meet Dan Henderson, UFC fighter. I've just got to meet all these cool people at those Trigger events. So where where do you want to see this barbecue stuff lead you? I mean, do you want it? I mean, do you ever see yourself opening up your own food truck or restaurant at all, man? Do you Hell ever? No. You, no, you're like Hell that no. was a, that was a quick well, answer, man. Well, 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 <laughs> co-hosting with Rusty. I'm does just he tell like, you everything? Yeah, I'm like. Rusty, I, I, he'll even tell you to this day, don't do it because it's so much work. And oh, it is. It honestly, is. Um, and you, you're you having family that does it too. You know, yeah. it's just so much work. Um, but honestly, my what, what path I want to go on with my barbecue career is I want to continue competing, but yeah. I also want to spread my own knowledge. I want to be able to start traveling and teaching classes, teaching, teaching the new guy like myself, how to get into it. I was that first, I went to that first class. I didn't know nothing, but Roger and Roger, uh, the R and R barbecue guys, they, they taught me something, you know? And I was, I was like, that's kind of where I want to be. I want to travel, um, and just teach classes. I did a free state class about two weeks ago. I know. I just, God, yeah. yeah, That was fun, but I just really enjoy just showing people how to properly cook something. Um, do you have any classes coming up? I don't have any classes coming up. Um, I'm probably going to get something squared away later this year. Please um, let me know. Yeah. Please let me know because I'd like to take your next class, man. Yeah. and Yeah. That's just kind of where I want to go. I just want to travel and com- compete and teach in the barbecue world. I think th- 
that's in my mind. That's where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I love it. I love it. Uh, we have a few. We have a few like kind of standard questions we ask everybody that comes through here, Anthony. So I got to make sure to uh, ask you here, um, of course, as 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 uh, to kind of get to know you a little bit better too. But we have family and friends, right? They visit yep. Utah. They come from out of state, and then they want the tour, and they say, "Give us, give us the tour. Show us around." Right. Where, where are some of the favorite your favorite places to take people to, man? In Utah, like anywhere in Utah, man. Like like whether it's Park City or the Great Salt Lake or the downtown Temple. I don't know where you know. Honestly, I'm more of a, I guess, the bus tour. The bus tour. We're gonna start at the airport and pick you up from the airport, you know, and drive you through okay. downtown Salt Lake. We're gonna drive past the Temple. We're gonna sure. park past the, the Capitol, and then we're gonna go, you know, probably up the Canyon. Swing around through Guardsman's, come back down to the valley, um, hit hit probably, if we're coming out of the canyon, I'm going to say we're going to hit probably, what's the name of the taco spot coming out of the canyon? I just totally blanked their name. Wow, this is my fault. Um, Lone Star Taco Rio. Oh, okay. There we okay. go. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know what taco place you're you know, talking about. You but that place, yeah. you know, and um, honestly, um, for the... The next thing that I really would like to show people that we're coming here, I'm a big rock guy too. I like rock hounding, taking them out to the West Desert and showing them. Collecting rocks. Yeah, it's Topaz, you know, our state gem. Yeah. How cool is it to go dig your own state gem out of the wall? You know, never done it, but that exactly. does sound fun, man. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. I think that's, yeah. You know, if I was going to give me a weekend, I'll, I'll show okay. you around. Okay. <laughs> now, now, I also ask people like favorite local eating spots. Would, yeah. it, would it be safe? Are you. And if you're not comfortable with this, would you be comfortable with saying like some of your favorite barbecue joints in Utah? Or is that like, that's putting a lot of pressure <laughs> that's on That's a you. ton of pressure. Well, it, it is. <laughs> and so we, we don't need to go there if you don't right. want to no, go there. Because I mean, uh, that's, we have a lot of barbecue joints yeah. in, in, in between Salt Lake and Utah County. Yeah. And even Davis County, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, or Park City probably does too. And, and. I mean, where are some of your favorites, man? We don't have to talk garbage, but right. like, uh, so um, actually, I have this group um, with my with my competition team and uh, my girlfriend that we that I'm dating right now. Um, we have a group called Utah Utah Barbecue Inner Circle. A group on like Facebook? Yeah, Can it's an Instagram. Join this yeah, group? it's an it's an Instagram. Or an Instagram. Yeah, so um, I gotta join it. Yeah. Um, so what it is is we're actually a group of people um, that understand barbecue. There's, huh? competitors and there's judges there's people who cook that cook it often you know um and then what we do is we go to local barbecue restaurants this year 2023 we're focusing on on going to barbecue restaurants and trying ribs then we're actually judging them and then while you're doing it yes yes so they don't know we're coming we just show up oh crap and then we taste ribs We'll figure out next year what we're doing, but this year's ribs. Then we have a scorecard. Okay. We give them an average score. Um, we'll do a feature, a video feature on them on our page, kind of highlight the business, and then we'll post the score. And then at the end of the year, we will make an award for the company from the barbecue community saying you had the best ribs of 2023. You know, um, you got to come and try the Holy Grill ribs in. Yep, they are good. Ribs, yeah, we'll go and try that. We'll we'll definitely swing by and try that out. But as for favorite barbecue restaurant, um, how do I say this? I don't want to be mean. Um, and I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. But for an overall experience that I really enjoy, you have to be able to go in. Ordering your food has to be 
you know, pretty decent. Everybody yeah. likes to see the meat slicing station. Um, your meat has to be good. Explain that. Meat slicing. Everyone yeah. likes to see the So meat. when you go into most barbecue restaurants, you say, I want brisket. They'll pull out the brisket, slice it off, you know, kind of put on a little show. Um, I in, in the barbecue world, the meat slicer is actually kind of a prestige job. Okay. Because you understand, you got to understand the muscles, how to slice it and cut it right and serve it and everything like that. So um, the meat slicing, then the this meat has to good, but then the sides have to hit. So to be that perfect restaurant, I feel like you got to get that full barbecue experience. So it's not just the meat. It's, it's not just the it's, meat. It's, it's sides, the, 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 the atmosphere, the, you know, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. to go with it. I gotcha. And I hate to say it, Chris, but I haven't found one in Utah that's met all those no aspects. no hey i can respect that man <laughs> I've, I, I, I've been to texas and there's only I'm one sure there's, out, there's only well there's one that i visited and it two that met checked off all my criteria were you just like oh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah it was great yeah but um in utah like let's most of the most, let's most, be fair most of the barbecue joints yeah. in utah have gone downhill they really have yeah um the smoking apple they had fantastic ribs their cornbread right there, yeah. uh, aren't they in Linden? Kind yeah, of yeah. on the, on the, yeah, 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 yeah. And their cornbread was a little dry, you know. I'm like, okay, that it's still, I still rated it well. But the thing is, is, um, I understand that they're, they're, they're cooking for quantity, and that's they're, what happens. I think yeah. the most, like even R and R, man, yeah. like it, it turned into. I mean, they're just mass quantity. Yeah, quantity, and yeah, the quality's kind of slight, slid on everything. But the smoking apple is great. Um, R and R has a great sandwich. I don't like their meat solo. They have the they have their like three meat sandwich. That's a great sandwich. Um, there's oh man, we've been to Pica Rica in St. George. Very good ribs. Um, great brisket. Uh, we've been to a lot of restaurants, but there's not one in particular that's like wowed me. Um, Rusty, it, Rusty's it? Rusty's food truck. Yeah, it's great, um, but I think he's still learning his process. Um, he's trying to transition out of competition barbecue into, you know, food quality quality that's still on that kind of standard, but, um, trying to find that happy balance of cost versus competition cost. Um, he has great products. I love his nachos. Yeah. He's very popular about those nachos. Um, my two, uh, uh, People that I cook with, the Chris's, they've recently started up in Ogden at a place called The Lab. I went and actually checked them out last night. And like they work there? They, they, they own they own. So, it. so they The Lab is kind of like an arcade style oh, bar. Oh, okay. And then they have a kitchen. They're running the kitchen and gotcha. doing barbecue out of that kitchen. So it's kind of two businesses in one. They're providing the food for this bar. Gotcha. So, and they're doing really good. Um, I went last night and they, they have an amazing menu. So people in Ogden, they don't, they have a good choice here in Salt Lake. They have rusty, good choice down in St. George. They got a great opportunity. So well, rusty's all over. I mean, he, he goes, yeah. he probably goes to Ogden and I know he, I mean, yeah. I know he's even come as far, you know, into Utah yeah. County. Here, so. Yeah. And the thing is, is what's hard is I, um, anybody listening, you can't judge a barbecue restaurant by one experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meat changes, smoke changes. You know, if you go to even Ruth Chris for a steak and you tell them, hey, the steak's not kind of what I'm looking for, they can go and refire a new steak and bring you a new steak, right? Barbecue, if the ribs weren't you were expecting, there's no refiring on the ribs. That's five, six hours, 
you're yeah. not going to get no refires. So with barbecue restaurants, I say, if you got to give them at least three shots, three strikes, you're out. I won't go back there again. Cause I'm almost positive. The next time you'll go, you'll have a better experience. Um, if you had a bad experience your first time, but every barbecue restaurant has its highs and lows and it just all depends on the pit that day. Weather comes into play, especially when you're smoking, you know, there's a lot of factors. Maybe you're training somebody new to, to watch over the fire, you know, a new guy you're trying to train. This barbecue might suffer a little bit that day, but so with the local barbecue restaurants, I never really judge them too hard. Yeah. Um, until I've been there three times. If it's terrible three times, sorry, I'm not going back ever again. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, I think that's a good rule of thumb really for yeah. any restaurant. Yeah, really. Exactly. I try to, you know, there's nothing worse. You know, I, I see these people, uh, you know, I've chatted with a lot of people on, even on this podcast and they'll talk about like some of these reviews they get. Yeah. And it's like these, these people, you know, their first time visiting and they're just angry and they're like, well, they never even tried to come and talk to me. And it's like, right. you know, you got to go and try to resolve it with the owner or the manager. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe give them another chance before you go leave them a nasty review. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's yeah. like, but however, there are some times where you can go in one time and you can be like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to try this place again. Yeah. Just to give them a shot. Yeah. And I think the local barbecue scene is, it's still learning. We're young. Yeah. You know, um, everywhere, pretty much everywhere south and east of Utah kind of has a barbecue destination place. Sure. Franklin's Barbecue in Texas, you know. You want to go to Peg Lake Porkers back in Nashville, you know. You want to go to these destination barbecue. Out west, I don't think we quite had one, a destination barbecue spot yet. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Isn't there a... Um like an all you can eat barbecue place didn't didn't want to open up in Utah. I heard about this, and I'm trying to figure out mm. where it, it where it I is. I haven't heard about that, but that'd be cool to find out. Yeah, like oh. an all you can eat. Like, you, yeah. like, like just pile that brisket yeah, on there. I'm pretty it. sure it's not going to be cheap ticket though yeah. to get in. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. it could be. I guess yeah. if it was like cheap meat or something. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. I just, I'll, I, I'm not going to pin down one sure. favorite restaurant, but uh, each of them have a, something that I enjoy. Carolina, is it Charlotte Roses is a Carolina barbecue. Great food. Amazing chocolate. Um, he has a chocolate uh, cornbread. Amazing. Chocolate <laughs> cornbread. Yes. It's almost like, like a cake. Okay. Yeah. So so it's not just a glaze. The no. whole yeah, the cornbread whole thing, is yeah, chocolate. Uh, yeah. And that's here in Utah? Yeah. That's just uh, out there in holiday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Chocolate cornbread. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but every restaurant, I, I will find something on the menu that I'll enjoy. Okay. So. Okay. What would you change about Utah? Just in general. Like, let's say you could change something about it. As, again, kind of my standard questions I ask everybody this question. Yeah. Like, and I know that's a big question, right? And it could be something like whether, whatever. I don't know. However you want to interpret that. I'd, honestly, I'd change our liquor laws. Okay. That's that's probably one of the biggest <laughs> things it's that not. It's not change. just, I want to be able to find a nice bourbon and order it. Okay. And you know, I mean, that goes well with smoked barbecue, Exactly. Man. You, know? you know, I just want to be able to get a good bourbon and be able to order it, you know, from somewhere else and enjoy get it. Get sent to uh, you? Yeah, right. get sent to me. That's It's nothing against the state and how they're doing it. It's just I just want the opportunity to be able to order something that I yeah. want to enjoy. I think that 
I mean, a lot has changed. I mean, you lived in Utah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've seen, I mean, there's been a lot of change, but I think we yeah. still need a lot more change with the Correct. liquor laws. Yeah. And I think there could be things even like with, with that, that it's like they could still have their control. Yeah. But just allow a few of these extra other things. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. What do you think of all the growth, man? Isn't like Utah's just exploded yes, over the last exploded. few years. Exploded. Um, all the all the things, all the changes that they they got coming up, but, and you know, like you and I are probably similar to the same age. Um, I grew up downtown Salt Lake area. Okay, I used to go to Crossroads Mall. You oh know? yeah, I remember going yeah, to Crossroads, go to Crossroads Mall, Mall, Mall back in the day, man, and the food court, the and, food court. You know, going there, and then yeah, when I man. turned twenty one, twenty two, I was at Portacall. Yeah, you Portacall, know? Yeah, yeah, right I, there where that ugly building is now. Yeah, you know? we don't want to talk about that building. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I I just really. I miss the old Salt Lake, but I'm really digging where it's going, where it's going. The skyline has changed, you know? Yeah. Um, I really like that. But the only thing that I don't like is that we get these cities that are so far away from downtown and it's kind of pulling away from the draw of Salt Lake city. Um, tell me more. What do you mean by that? So I, I loved going downtown. I still love going downtown. I would, if I was single, no kids had a decent, you know, pocketbook of cash I'd, li- I'd have a condo downtown salt lake yeah i've lived in a few you know, places right you know, downtown it's a funnest time of my life exactly funnest time of my life but it's not really a place for a family yeah know? not anymore yeah yeah but um just everybody out going into harriman you know they they don't come into salt lake and sure really enjoy the you. city anymore you. you know the city has a lot to offer but it's a lot, a lot of people don't aren't visiting that anymore there's people that i talk to that, that from utah county like i've only been into salt lake city twice you know like yeah. your whole life you've only been downtown well yeah well the jazz game you know because it's off on and off the freeway but they've never experienced downtown salt lake well now that they're going to move the bees today yeah, right uh, and then uh, they're even talking about moving the jazz yeah. to draper yeah the moving the bees i'm so salty about are you i'm a big really big, i'm a big baseball fan i was once again, I'm aging myself with the Salt Lake Trappers, Dirks Field. I remember sure. going to there. You know, that's, baseball's always been on that corner my whole life. <laughs> but don't you think uh, – I'm I'm with you on yeah. a lot of the idea. Yeah. But it's like, okay, think – I mean, obviously, I don't have a lot of control about where they go. Right. But I'm trying to look at the positive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot more room in the area that they're moving to. True. I, at least I think so. I feel that. And if we were to get a major league baseball team, fingers crossed. I do. I, I would, <laughs> fingers I, I would be in heaven if yes. we got a major league baseball team. Yeah. I think that we need like downtown. It just doesn't have the room anymore, man. It doesn't. But if you look at the statistics, um, I think Texas is the only one that's 20 white, 20 where the Texas Rangers play down in Texas. Okay. They're the only baseball team that's outside of that 20, 20 mile radius of a downtown central located baseball stadium in the major league baseball. So I, so I think baseball would thrive more or has when the business guy that comes into Salt Lake that has a meeting here can go on, go to a baseball game. Yeah. It's like easy for him to just catch easy access. Yeah. No, I Um, see your point there. And Utah, I think when it comes to sports, um, we all love our sports teams, but I don't think people really like understand the sports and how they work. It's more or less, let's take the family out, kids running up and down the aisles, getting popcorn 32 uh, times. Um, 
But I just think <laughs> you, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. But they're not there to. It's more or less a way to get out of the house instead of actually just partaking. Yeah, like, let's go on family night where we can get you know yeah. twenty tickets for five dollars. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But um, I think sports really thrive when they're in a in a major city close to a downtown where people can travel. Um, say like we did get a professional baseball team and they put it in Harriman. Somebody who's going to want to fly from L.A., they're going to have to stay in Salt Lake or, you know, and have to shuttle an Uber way out there. It's not really convenient-like, right? It's not very – the convenience is difficult um, for those away travelers. you got to think of your away travelers, too, especially if your team's good, yeah. you know. But. No, you make, a, you, make a, you make a valid point. I mean, I would hope that uh, the people in charge – yeah, you know the the Millers. I guess we yeah. would let's let's look at you, the Millers. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, hopefully you guys know what you're doing. Yeah, well, I really like their location. If we do go to get the pro teams, if the Millers bring them in, I think they are putting it in a fantastic location. People might be thinking I'm crazy. The fair the fairground neighborhood is not the best neighborhood. I grew up in that neighborhood, around that neighborhood. It, I agree with you. It's not the best neighborhood, but I think of Major League Baseball Park. Um, and their plans would definitely help turn that, turn that neighborhood around, yeah. um, make it more of a destination neighborhood. Um, I think it would really help benefit everybody in that neighborhood a lot to be able to bring in some financial, um, yeah, the well, West side income. in general could clean that up. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of room for growth that way. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think the fairground location is amazing, amazing spot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool, man. I, you know, I think I got, I think I got all the, everything I yeah. wanted to ask you. I mean, is there anything that you were hoping that we would talk about that we didn't bring up or that no, uh, you were like, I, I really wanted to talk about this tonight, Chris? No. Um, we covered quite a bit of it. I mean, <laughs> we I, did, man. And the thing is, is what I love about this podcast is yeah. I relate, you know, so okay. much because... I, I have so much passion for Salt Lake. You know, I've tried to leave oh, it a dude, couple of times it. and I, I just love this area, man. I just love watching it. Obviously we all have our pros and cons about everything, but just being able to um, be a part of the Salt Lake community and just the Utah community in general is awesome. And when I go to Texas in March, you know, I'm, I'm representing the West coast um, and Utah, you know, I want to put Utah on the map of being recognized on the competition level. Like, Hey, Utah team came in and heck look. yeah. And I'm not the only one representing Utah. There's probably going to be about 15, 20 of us down there and we're all pulling for each other to get up there on that stage and represent Utah. That's cool, man. So like Coast. when you go out of state, you, 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 there's other people from Utah and you know, I'm probably, yeah, so you're yeah. hanging out and, and, yeah, and exactly. maybe going out for a beer afterwards yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know? Oh no, beer afterwards is beer all day, buddy. What else you're hanging out in a parking lot? What are we going to do? Okay, okay. Smoke meats and drink some beers, man. Yeah, okay. That's good time. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, how yeah. can people connect with you, man? Like, like your podcast, yeah. your websites, uh, whatever, whatever information, man. What, what do you want to? Yeah, no, your, yeah. Put out there. Um, always make sure you just go and follow our podcast, the Pitmasters Podcast. Um, you can find that at pitmasterpodcast.com. We're on most social. Ne- I guess I shouldn't say most. We're primarily on Instagram and Facebook, um, and then follow me um, on uh, Instagram at Smoke Ain't No Joke Barbecue. And then same on Facebook as well. Um, come and give me a follow. And if you have any questions of barbecue, please just send me a message. 
Yeah, reach out to him. Yeah, tell him you heard him on the podcast, exactly, man. Say, hey, yeah. I heard you on Let's Talk Local. I want to talk about some yeah. uh, competition barbecue. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to get into competition barbecue, reach out to me. Um, I have equipment. We can get you set up. I have plenty of friends. We can get you set yeah. up if you want to learn how to cook. Awesome. We can get you in the right way. Awesome. Going to the right tools and everything. So. Dude, I'm so glad that I, I finally got you. I mean, I know I know we talked about it before, and and, and there's been a few times, and I think I think even a few years ago yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah, it. And then yeah. Something didn't happen, and I, yeah. I don't know. You know how it is in podcasting, yep, exactly. man. But uh, so glad to get you through through on the podcast and get you in the studio and sit down and, and meet you and, and, yeah. and chat with you. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, let's, let's bring you back through, man. Let's, yeah. let's see what, uh, maybe after worlds, man, like, yeah. like, let's see what, uh, if you won this big competition. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'll have, see if I can come back with $10,000 from Texas. That'd be awesome. <laughs> or maybe, do you ever <laughs> podcast at like, while you're, you're, you got the smokers out, maybe I'll have to get my portable gear out yeah. there. Oh, dude. We'll, we'll have to do a little yeah. podcast. Come out and do smoking it. Meat, man. Yeah, exactly. Our, my next competition is actually New Year's Eve. Okay. So New Year's Eve, it's a steak competition. We're going to turn in the very last steak of the year at 11.30 p.m., and we're going to turn in the very first steak of the year at 1 a.m. Okay. <laughs> Is this here in Utah? Yeah, it's up in Layton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. It's a little, little crazy, but yeah. oh, well. Awesome. <laughs> you only live once. You only live once. Well, well cool, man. But uh, Well, cool, man. Thank yeah. you so much for, for, for doing the podcast. Yeah, man. thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. You bet. Hang tight one second. I just need to get a few seconds of uh, background air here for, for 